Hi and welcome to 2017. Uh, we're kicking off our preparation for the second series of the year for our home groups. Um, at the moment, the running working title for the series is uh, Witness. Um, and really it's a, it's a series that's aimed to help all of us as a church um, invite others to taste and see that the Lord is good. That's the one line. But how do we become effective witnesses for Jesus Christ? And how do we uh, you know, uh, make an impact, I guess, a, a real relational impact in the world uh, around us um, with the good news? Uh, again, the year is anchored on Acts 1 verse 8, uh, which says... But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Um, and then we get to the main sort of focal phrase for this series. Uh, and it is, And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And uh, I think you'll find that this is coming true. Um, the Holy Spirit has come upon us. Uh, it, it kicks off in the book of Acts in chapter 2. And we're now, I guess, here in Australia, which could be like the end of the earth, reading this, and the gospel has reached us. Um, the mission's not completed, or the call has not ended, um, and we are invited, I think, to be part of this New Testament calling to be this New Testament church um, for our generation and beyond. So... Um, I'm hoping that, you know, even as we prep this as a staff team, and if you're listening as a home group leader or somebody who's kind of exploring the series, that you'll kind of join us as we grapple with how do we take our whole church along? How do we encourage people who are maybe new to the faith or have been Christians for a really long time? How do we reignite that passion and, and, and um, tap them into a kind of life where we don't just live as Christians for ourselves and, and look after our own kind of things and just roll on with Christianity. But instead, um, we are witnesses um, and, and, and we help the world taste and see what God is like through, through us, uh, like, like salt of the earth or, or, or light. Um, so anyway, that's the kind of goal. That's the kind of goal for the series. Uh, as you know, the whole year we're doing the book of Acts. And the one line actually for the whole year is reach out empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so we're trying to help our home groups to, um, to reach out. And, and I like the word witness because it puts the agency squarely on us. It says... The whole aim of reaching out, the whole um, uh, mechanism, I guess, for the gospel going is us being a witness. That means we're not just sitting down explaining something to somebody. We're not teacher. We're not like, hey, let me let me explain to you the gospel. We're not um, storyteller. Hey, let me tell you an amazing story. We're not entertainer. We're not all the <coughs> things. Witness means, so um, if we go to the Greek, uh, materials, um, witness is someone who tells what he or she has seen or personally experienced in a court of law. 
that's phenomenal. That, that means that the primary way that our faith is communicated, our, our primary commission and call out is um, we ourselves have to experience and have seen something in the Lord. I mean, we have to actually have tasted and seen God ourselves, and then we just relay that in an honest, true way, allowing the gospel to speak for itself, allowing God to be God himself. Um, I think sometimes what happens with Christianity, and one of the reasons why I think Christianity gets a little bit preachy and judgy is because, you know, like, we don't even do it, but we think it's a really good idea that, you know, uh, everybody behaves moral and ethical and really good, right? We can't pull it off ourselves. We can't pull off the sinless life ourselves, right? And then we go and preach the gospel not by being a witness, but by being a lecturer. And I, that's, that's not what was intended, right? And so I think the series... Um, the goal is how do we train ourselves to be um, bright shining lights, witnesses for um, yeah, for God. Um, okay, so as a as a brief overview, uh, we're going to cover six sessions. Um, they're still kind of fluid, but uh, broadly, the first four are going to be teaching oriented. And then the last two are going to be practical oriented. Um, so the first four are live. Um, so we're going to go with live, show up, relate, risk. Live means get swept up in God's great love and know your own relationship with Him and go deep with God. That means the first part of being a witness is you have to live it out yourself. Two, show up, which talks about um, us living openly and transparently before others. So it's not just good enough. If you're going to be a witness, you don't just live out privately your Christian walk in your own life and, oh, great, I, I've got this deep relationship with God, but I'll, nobody will know about it. Um, show up really means that you live openly and transparently. And then I think that session will, um, will be about how can we encourage our work Members to live more open and transparent lives, even. Um, what's good about witness, actually, and what's powerful, even in the book of Acts, you'll discover that the disciples, um, they're not actually afraid of their flaws. You see them bicker with each other. You see them meet and um, debate the pros and cons of different theological things. You see them fail. You see, you see um, Peter in the Gospels and in his, his weakness. Um, you see Paul as a persecutor of Christianity and, and him turn around and stuff like that. So I think living openly and transparently doesn't mean living a perfect life. But it does mean living a vulnerable life, um, which is important. So then three is uh, relate. Um, and that talks about how we engage in other people's lives. So um, number two, show up is about ourselves, living out openly um, and transparently. But three, I think relate um, is a session where we talk about how do we um, listen and get involved in other people's lives as a testimony. Right? So how do we relate um, to other people? And then four talks about risk. 
Um, how do we trust God by leaving the familiar and stepping into the unfamiliar? Um, I think you get that sense when uh, Acts 1.8 um, goes, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, familiar, because that's where they are, Judea and Samaria, they don't like Samaria, and to the end of the earth, they know nothing about the end of the Like, if you said Australia to them, <laughs> back then they would have like, oh my goodness, I don't even know what that is like and what 2017 would even you know be like so so by the time you get to the end of that verse these guys have stepped from really familiar territory and preaching the gospel to Jerusalem which I imagine you know they're fairly comfortable with all the way to stuff they don't like to the stuff they don't even begin to know about <clears throat> have no hope of even knowing and so uh, we'll do live show up relate risk and then the last three sessions, I think, will be... I still haven't really landed on what the practical um, sessions are. I'm hoping to link it into the Book of Acts. I'm hoping that today's discussion and the other weeks uh, will guide this. But session five, I was thinking, would be step out to bless others. So practically, how can we um, do some of these things where we're stepping out to bless others? And that's broadly based on Acts 4. And then... The second practice session would be how do we reorganize and sacrifice? And so that's broadly based on Acts 6 7 um, going forward. And basically, the church, as they went forward, didn't just go, oh my goodness, let's just go preach the gospel. They tried stuff, it didn't work. They hit their limit, they had to reorganize. They had a bunch of like fakers show up as well. Um, so they had to cull things, they had to. Um, and then, and then, you know, and then Stephen gets martyred. Martyr being the actual word, the same word as witness, you know. Um, and so clearly the sacrifice involved in a whole bunch of things, right? And so I think that will hopefully cap off our series for witness. Um, okay, great. So um, let's look at this word uh, witness. In Greek, it's martus. Um, in Hebrew is actually Ed um, and there's a verse in Joshua 22 Ed. Ed yeah yeah like Ed with a yod in front maybe so like a silent yet um, um, but uh, that's okay um, it, it shows up in um, Joshua 22 uh, 34 I like Joshua 22 because it just precedes FGA's like anchor um, scripture uh, in 24 um, but if we can go to Joshua 22 34 it says the people of Reuben and the people of Gad call their altar so they, they all like get to the promised land they're all there and they call their altar witness for they said it is a witness between us that the Lord is God and I think What's great about that um, statement is that's kind of like our lives, that we are meant to be this living sacrifice, this kind of this altar. And our lives are meant to be this testimony that actually the Lord that is, is God, that there is, um, um, that our God is God. <coughs> that people who have been created by this God would be able to recognize him and see him 
in us, that all men would be able to uh, kind of attest to that. Uh, if you go back to the Old Testament you, and you read through that carefully, you'll see that was God's goal even for the people of Israel. That they were not meant to be a people that was like the rest of the world. And that God was supposed to be displayed and shown not through just literature and books and ideology. He was supposed to be shown in living community, in a nation, in a peoples, in, in incarnated. Yeah. And so all the way from the Old Testament through to the New Testament where we get the Martus word and in Acts, you see that's always been God's plan always been God's plan that we were made in the image of God and there's a part of us that has to reflect him um, you know Pastor Roland spoke last week that God is in him. he's good that's why there is a there's there's goodness in all of us and um, anyway so um, I think that's the that's the aim of the series to bring out what does it mean to be a witness what does that mean to um, and I think when we say witness, then there's just all of these, uh, which is why I'm spending some time in this intro session. There are all these preconceptions. Uh, we live now in what uh, people call the post-Christian world, right? So there's a lot of people, they've, um, they've either not heard about Christianity or they have been burned by Christianity. Not the authentic Christianity, but... <coughs> You know, like various forms of it, whether it's institutional Christianity or, 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 or whatever else, legalistic um, Christianity. So when we say then witness, oh my goodness, that has all kinds of connotations, right? Some people think, oh, if we call to be witnesses, do I have to go around and give tracts to people? Do I need to come hit them with the Bible? What does witness mean, right? And so I think. One of the things we have to address when we call a series witness or when we talk about witness is what are some of the embedded uh, misconceptions out there about what it is to be a good witness for Jesus Christ. I mean, one of the ones that um, I encounter a lot is that you must be perfect in order to be a witness. Right? So, like, um, so then a lot of people go, you know what, I've got all these problems. I'm currently dealing with all these problems. So I'm not going to tell anybody about Jesus Christ. I'm not going to um, reach out at all because I myself haven't got it together. So what kind of a witness? I'm a bad witness. Yeah. Um, so let's do our first discussion question. Um, I thought maybe we could have a dis if you could help me um, put some flesh into this. I'm wondering if we could talk about what are some good examples that we have seen, that we've personally seen. Now, it doesn't have to be at FGA, it doesn't have to be at FGA, but it has to be like real, right? Not just like some fake, oh, I read in a book that this person living in, you know, 200 BC was a good witness or whatever it is. Um, but what are some good examples of being a witness in your view? All right? Now, we're recording this and it's going to go... Um, viral. Vi <laughs> yeah. viral to the three people that are listening. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, it would be helpful if you cut. When we talk about somebody, you obscure their name, maybe. 
right? But let's talk about some actual people that you think are really good witnesses for Jesus. And what does that look like? There are like like a hundred answers, so like don't all go at once. Megan. This lady I know. No, I think um like just based on what I see as well, like just being involved in community programs and um, being involved in like let's say for example like Christ Alignment, mm-hmm. um, even like the the Burke Street. Um, uh, uh, stuff like that, like the chaplaincy. I think it's like it's really cool to see, like I guess oh, I'm just gonna say names. To see Megan like going out because <laughs> we were who we talking about. Um, yeah, see her going out and and really just I guess being relational with people and and not mm-hmm. just kind of go oh this is right this is wrong like like you see like mm-hmm. in America with like yeah. like that Westboro Baptist or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Sorry, more names. <laughs> That's how to not do it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, um, yeah, it's really cool to see. Like, What's like, wrong um, with that? Oh, they yeah, like put up, they do the picket, the picket yeah. protests and stuff like that. And it has like really I, crude, I reckon they're a cult. Yeah, yeah. it is. Protests against what? Like homosexuality or abortion and things like that. Yeah. Like, oh, you're all going to hell and things like that. But yeah. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so it's really cool to see me and doing that. Um, not, not the, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, to, to be, um, yeah, reaching out to many people mm-hmm. relationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, actually, so, um, yeah, good, so, a good example of being a witness, <coughs> you're, I'm just trying to summarise, but, yeah. so a good example of witness is somebody who, um, takes the time to show compassion relationally. Mm. Chat. Would that yeah. be a good yeah. summary? Yeah. To be in a person's life. And be in a person. Yeah. Okay. Good. What other. Um, maybe it's helpful to think of for you who's been a good witness for God? Like, who's been a great testimony for you? in your life that has encouraged you and pointed you to want God more if that helps to jog you I'm keen to cover a wide spectrum of different kinds of witnesses I can think of um, mm-hmm. I can think of a lot of uh, instances where um, but I think in particular um, I was just thinking of the, uh, the Madame Collins Collins Mm-hmm. Um, restaurant, mm-hmm. how we did the community outreach there, mm-hmm. um, and I, I guess what um, I see there um, is that you know being a good witness is about um, a sacrificial um, sort of thing, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know um, people like involved took um, you know time out of their own Sundays, you know, they already had church on Sunday, mm-hmm. but yet they still. Offered to go out and um, share the gospel to people mm-hmm. to the community, and then after that, be able to have a um, another service at this restaurant. And it's you know taking the time um, at their own personal time, and even the restaurant itself. You know they they could have been open and, and um, you know, had their restaurant running and make some money, but yeah. you know, they they offered it as a, a place of meeting for 
know, the gospel to be to be shared. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I guess that's a really ba- basic sort of um, structure. But I mean, that this sacrificial sort of love or um, uh, kindness can sort of be applied to any sort of circumstance, you know? mm-hmm. like whether it be um, opening up your own home to to people who, who need help or um, um, you know who people who run, ran away from home, you know, just like hey, my home's open, you know? yeah, and you know, and um, yeah, just the, those sort of things where you just sacrifice something of your own personal yeah. um, belonging to to benefit someone else yeah. and be able to, yeah. to bless someone else, sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I guess that's quite general. Yeah, but I think um, <laughs> I think you're highlighting the fact that it does take some kind of sacrifice, yeah. and you have to like if you're going to be a witness, you can't just have the intention, right? You can't just yeah. like some part of you needs to go. You know what? I'm going to go out of my way to connect with other people, right? Yeah. I'm going to go out of my way to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is really troublesome mm. being in, if you look at it in legal terms, I know a bunch of people who have been called to be witnesses in, in court. Right? Like, oh my goodness, the first reaction is, why did they call me to be a witness? Now I have to, you know? It's huge. It's a, it's a massive trouble to be a witness. Um, and so I think there is some element of um, sacrifice of being. Um, yeah. Uh, put out there. Okay, what else? There's like authenticity mm-hmm. and like honesty even if they are going through struggles like they're not like peachy like, yeah. but they'll be open about it and like sharing about how they're going through yeah. it and Good. So talk about an example. Like someone I know yeah. <laughs> who like lost their job and in yes. that season like People, people could be like, "You're stupid. You should have just." Yeah. But even in the midst of that, and trying to work, trying to figure out how finances are going to work, but trusting that, like, on a being open about, yeah, this is hard, but it's okay. Like, yeah. and seeing like the joy of God, like, being present even though the situation didn't call for it, yeah. and so being able to see that, like, that's really encouraging. And even um, when the way people deal with people they're not picky about who they are like nice to or yeah. like just looking at the person rather than like yeah. the whole situation like even especially people who do like prison ministry mm-hmm. oh, they're, oh, they're yeah. special yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. and to be able to see them the way that God sees them it's yeah, yeah. yeah I think um when you've got somebody who's really vulnerable, let's say somebody like, so I can also think of a really um, significant person in my life who, you know, was sharing with me while they uh, were unemployed and going through this with um, God. When you're sharing something that's vulnerable for you and you're going through, actually for a whole bunch of people who aren't going through that situation, like they're not going through the situation, um, it's a terrible witness. Everybody looks at it and goes, oh my goodness, you're a loser. What kind of God have you gosh that, you know, um, allows you into this situation and now you're sick, now you're unemployed, now you're whatever, right? But for everybody going through the same situation or when they actually 
find themselves in the same situation. That means now they have lost their job or they are now suffering in the, in the same way. You are an amazing witness because you are now able to connect with a part of God's creation and, and people who go through just the normal things of, of life in a fallen world. And are, you're then able to help them see God's presence in that, God's um, dominion even in that, and his victory through some of these um, <coughs> through some of these situations. And so that makes it an amazing witness. But I think you just gotta understand that if you're gonna be vulnerable, there's gonna be people who judge you. Mm. Nobody cares about it. Yeah. I didn't even <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so that's good. So I think uh, a great um, example of being a witness is somebody who can be that uh, vulnerable and share. Because there's just so many. Our world is a very diverse world. So many people are going through private pains and different situ like different different situations. From children who are run away from home, through problems in marriage, through to identity sexual identity crisis through to employment through the uncertainty through health there's a range of stuff right um, you know we even deal with uh, people who rage too much when they play computer games <laughs> you know like they, they could be like a like a, a, a unique niche someplace right and so God needs not witnesses not mentioning any <laughs> names at all you know um, but uh, God uses all kinds of different people to in that particular niche, in that particular issue. No, but if parents have kids that play too much computer games, they have something to be worried about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is mm -hmm. that even people who play too much computer games and let's say they rage and it causes all the issues, right? They need witnesses in that situation. Yeah. To me, somebody who has gone through that issue has seen God and, and God's um, leadership in that issue. Yeah, because our world's becoming so fragmented now mm. that a guy who's in that situation, when he hears a pastor or somebody else in a completely different world say, oh, this is my life, they go, this guy knows nothing about my life. He's completely irrelevant now. I'm not even going to pay attention. Obvious. But um, witnesses are needed in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all parts of the world. It means of all different kinds of vulnerabilities. If you're divorced, if you have an addiction, if you um, have an illness, if your life's not going, or even if things are going really well. So maybe you're really rich, maybe you're like successful, right? But in all quadrants, you're called to be witnesses. Um, but I feel like when we start defining and talking about what a witness is, there's an inherent, yeah, there's an inherent filter that everyone just goes through. Oh, Uncle Ron, you can be a witness, pass. Megan, don't be a witness. Jordan, don't be a witness. Ruth, you can be a witness. You know, wave your, but actually, all of us <laughs> can be a witness. Now, not every single thing that we do in our lives brings glory to God, and not everything is good and should be celebrated. Right? Mm. But all of us are called to be witnesses. Yeah. And we will, we'll, we'll break that down and talk about it um, during the series. But I think you can't begin by saying, oh, my life is not all together. 
I can't be a witness with God. I can't be a witness with God. I'm currently going through relationship issues with my um, husband or my wife. Or whatever. They, they say they can't be witnessed because they are not willing to obey what God requires them to do in that situation. Yes, that's right. So it's just an excuse, I think. Yes. Because we can be a witness in all circumstances, yes. whether good or bad. And in fact, in bad, you become a, a, a great witness in, in your attitude in the circumstances yes. rather than uh, blowing up you are you have his peace his joy yeah. his love yeah. and and that in itself is a witness you don't have to say anything that's right you know what i mean that's right so it's more powerful than saying yeah so yeah. i think uh people who say that they cannot be witness they are just giving an excuse yes for their shortcomings yes, yes. and not willing to humble themselves mm. or to die to themselves mm. yes. and say this is the right response like Jesus dying on the cross yeah. I mean the life of Jesus is the most powerful witness mm -hmm. so like they say what would Jesus do mm. is, is the, the main thing it's not easy you see yeah. so in, in when you are unjustly accused or judged or whatever, mm. the immediate response is to react to them. But if you step back and say, what's the cross that I have to bear? Yeah. Jesus says, take up our cross daily. Yeah. And it's only through the cross that we can become a witness martyr. That's yep. what that's what witness, what witness yeah. means, martyr, exactly. to die to yourself exactly. and to be the person that God wants you to be. You see, so and that involves sacrifice, everything, you know. So I, I don't. <coughs> I mean, even for myself, I sometimes feel that I can't be witness. Yeah, it is. It's just an excuse that I'm, I'm putting up for myself. Yeah. There, there are times I'm so tired, and then God tells me to go and share the gospel. I don't feel like yeah. it. <laughs> then I don't do it, and then I say, "Oh, I got it. The reason is because I'm so tired. I'm, yeah. My spirit is not right, and, and and all of that. I'm just making an excuse for myself. That's yeah. all." That's right. Um, I mean, the, so the next question we're going to be asking, or we'll, we'll talk about some good examples, but just the next question coming up is what are some of the common barriers for people to be a witness, right? Um, and so, Ankarong, I think you, you, you mentioned one. I mean, I think one of the big barriers of somebody being an effective witness for God is they themselves have never tasted God. Like, so they themselves have not, they don't have an authentic, real relationship with God. Yeah. If a witness is somebody who bears testimony to what God is doing in their life, but God is doing nothing in your life. Yeah. <laughs> you are living without God. Yeah. Maybe you go to church, maybe you know, whatever, right? But there is no tasting of God even in your own life. Yeah. Then you're not much of a witness. Regardless of how well your life is going for you, whether you're getting a great job and whether like, there, there's no taste of God. So um, I'm keen when we define witness, and this will be a real challenge for us in the series because there's a lot of preconceptions. When we define witness, 
It's not using these traditional markers of do you have a successful life or not a successful life. It is do you have God or not have God. Because it's really hard to be a witness for God if you have no vibrant actual um, walk with God. It's really, really hard. And you'll see in the book of Acts, all these people pretenders, they will try to be witnesses for God. They either get killed or cursed, <laughs> basically, um, because they're the pretend witnesses. Yeah. Okay, what other good examples have we got? Over a witness. I think one of the things that, like, because I'm, I'm quite interested in this area, so I listen to quite a few podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, good. Um, so one of the keys that's really helped me is how much God loves the person. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, when you walk the streets and even doing the VCC outreach and everything, it's just all these weird people out there. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, there's weird people in here too. <laughs> I know, but I know these weird people. <laughs> you understand your weirdness. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I don't know, it mm. just opens up your mind. I think because mm-hmm. your life is either work, home, family, church, you know, it's very compartmentalised. But when you're out there, you just are exposed to reality. Mm-hmm. I think that's basically what it is. And one of the keys mm-hmm. that's really helped me is how much God loves the person. Yep. And so to yeah. not to judge from external appearances. I mean, Ruth touched on this, but one of the teachings that's really helped me is not to judge by looking at them. Mm. It doesn't matter how they're dressed and they've got teddy bears on there. On their way, Or what? <laughs> the, actually, God has loves them. Not only Absolutely. that, he has a redemption yeah. plan for each person. Oh, yeah. So it's about tapping into God's heart for that person yes. and then speaking into that yes. that destiny and goodness that is in oh, there yeah. from the Lord. So that's what's really helped me. Yeah. And yeah. then people are so encouraged when you're able to speak. Doesn't You don't even have to mention God sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Because it doesn't matter where, they can be at different places in their life and they're not ready to hear the G word, you know? So it's about just, what? All the J word. (laughs) So it's about seeing where they're at and just encourage and seeing God's destiny or some redemption in them and they're just speaking into that. Yeah, so a good, a good... And then trusting God to actually take them to the next step. Yes. So I think the other thing is you don't have to do, do, the, do the whole, whole thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, good. You just got to be faithful to the little part that yeah. God has for you to do. You know, sowers and reapers. You got to be faithful, and I know that I'm a sower. Yeah. So good. sowing and reaping. Perfect. Is... So two things I got from what you said was a good witness reflects God's love. Right. Motivated who understands God's love reflects shows God's love. Right. And two, I think a good witness um, doesn't try to do it all. So a, a good witness says, hey, you know what? I'm part of God's plan and I will showcase my life. You know, not showcase in a pretend way, but put my life out there. Um, <coughs> understanding that 
it's not the complete um, thing. Okay, good. Maybe one more. I think it's the personal conviction. Mm -hmm. Because if you are not convinced or convicted enough to know, you know, um, God and His uh, salvation for each one of us, yeah. you are not bold enough or courageous to really go out to share mm -hmm. the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I remember this guy was saying, you know, that uh, his last day in the office at work, and then he was telling the boss who are just secular and, and whatever, mm. and Muslims and whatever, he was saying, okay, now, if, can I uh, ask you for one favor, last mm. favor, before I leave the office, is, can I preach the gospel to all the staff? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then the Muslim boss and the Chinese boss, right? Okay, you know, it's your last day, you can do whatever you like, right? <laughs> so he just do, preach wow. the gospel, you know? Yeah. yeah, it does take a little bit of conviction. Yeah, so yeah. whether Muslim, non-Muslim, they are all there to, yeah, yeah. To, to, to listen to the gospel. Yeah. So, I, so to me, it's, it's a personal conviction, whether you're, you know, you're convicted enough or already yeah. convinced, mm -hmm. you know, uh, of the God of the Bible, that's right. you really want to share, you know, be bold and courageous to share the yeah. gospel. Yeah, that's good. So that's a really important point. I think people can see um, the pretense. If you're going to be a witness because it's part of your youth group strategy for the year and you have to like, oh my goodness, I, like my friend dragged me out to preach on the beach with somebody, with, right? Everybody can see through that. Like, there has to be something in a witness that is so convicting and compelling from the inside that they go, you know what? God really wants me to do this. Like, make the last speech. And so I'm, I'm gonna go, just go ahead and do this. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really, really good point. Um, for me, one of the great examples in our church of um, just pretty ordinary but being a witness um, is an auntie in our church and she um, brought yeah like she brought this family um, to the church just in the supermarket you know like just shopping and the person is in the line behind them and she strikes up a conversation turns out that they're in a very difficult season of their life says okay this is what God's doing in my life. This is what's happening, I think, right? And then, um, you know, fast forward, the families uh, ex all accepted Christ mm -hmm. in church, growing. Then it turns out they've got other connections. So we, we know the uncle and the uncle's been praying for them and all these other things. But this one auntie, without knowing the full picture, without knowing all of what was going on, was played that one part. Uh, opened up her, her life and, sh and shared it. I think that's what, for me, be a really good witness is that, is being able to be used by God in His plan that we don't even fully comprehend or see. I don't think these disciples in Acts had it all mapped out. They clearly didn't have it all, you know, mapped, yet they still um, went ahead. Okay, what are some common barriers um, for people witnessing because this will then help us shape how we design the series to try to target some of the 
blockages, I think, that are out there. So, let's uh, go fairly quickly through. I'm sure we can come up with a lot. Barriers. They're scared of getting questions yeah. that they don't know answers to. Yep. Okay. Good. So, um, so the two things. One is fear, right? But then two, um, they feel like they don't know enough. Yeah. Right, good. So we'll hopefully try and uh, tackle some of that. But mm-hmm. you know, we'll never be able to give people enough information to answer all of life's questions <laughs> and to explain God fully. <laughs> So, you know, yeah. uh, our late elder Amtri Lai, yeah. he would never put any Christian sign behind his car, sticker, or Jesus is Lord, or, or fish, uh, or, fish <laughs> or any indication that he's a Christian. Yeah. Uh, because he says that if he drives badly, or <laughs> cuts someone, or he, he will be a bad witness, <laughs> rather than a good witness. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I've always remembered that. That's and, and I thought, so how do you, you know, are you, yeah. do, do you be a witness and drive well, or, yeah. or inevitably, you, when you're too slow driving, you do offend people, it's very hard yes. to please everyone on the road and not have that fish or that uh, Christian yeah. symbol. Because then you, you're not being a witness if you don't put something there. You know? How do you strike the two? How do you balance? So a good, a good lens I found that's really helpful is to differentiate between superficial and deep. And actually, we have to be a witness in both of those realms. So in both of those realms. At some level, Melbourne, at some level, Melbourne um, looks at us at a superficial level, right? As Christians. And, and they don't really, in, you know, they don't, they're not going to church. They don't have deep relationships with you, right? And, but at a superficial level, we have to be a testimony to God. Like, so... If Christians are routinely littering everywhere and abusing everything, right? At a superficial level, are we driving badly? Yeah, right? At a superficial level, we have to be a testimony, right? And then there's a, there's a, there's the, what I would call the deep level, right? And at the deep level, um, you can get past all of these superficial things. That means you can actually encounter God, learn about God's goodness and, and have your life transformed by somebody who's a bad driver. Let's say like the elder of the church who maybe every now and then he cuts cars or whatever, right? But at a deep level, <coughs> he's an amazing godly person. And if you encountered him and got to know him and his life, you'd see how sad So the question is, is yeah. do you put those <coughs> signs on yeah, so I think to you have be to be a really, witness? Yeah, so I think you have to be really careful. In the superficial level, yeah. right? If your driving is really bad, you shouldn't you shouldn't um but even if you're really good somehow people will <laughs> yeah, maybe, will get maybe. upset with you yeah, one maybe. way or other yeah. Yeah. maybe i think the more um so i think it's wiser in in uh, such situation not to put that uh, yeah so but the more relevant platform instead of driving in cars on roads now i think the more relevant um 
platform for being superficial is social media, yeah. mm. right? So then the question, actually, the real question that uh, people are asking today is not what bumper sticker, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not what bumper sticker we have in our car. Yeah, can I call you back? I need a meeting at the All right, thank you. Um, so the question is not like, what bumper sticker do I have on the car? But I think the more, in the, if we're talking about the superficial realm, right, is, do I say I'm a Christian on Facebook? Yeah. Does my profile pic have the fungus t-shirt? Well, I think it's the same thing yeah, it's the for same different thing. Yeah. Exactly. It's the generation. Thing. It's that bumper sticker. Yeah. It is. But exactly. for now, it's the Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so what I'm trying to say is, if we say to people, hey, completely strip any Christian, like never mention that you go to church, never talk about anything godly in um, your Facebook, let's say, right? That's not a good approach. All you, so I think what we're going to try to, and open to debate, let's have a, a discussion about it, but I think there needs to be education at two levels. So people need to understand, hey, I'm contributing to the superficial realm. And at, there's a realm, and I call it the superficial realm, but it's actually pretty important and significant. It's the people who don't know you are making, they're informing their view of what God is like and what Christians are like and what is our testimony at a broad level, mm. right? And, um, so that would be like how Melbourne would view Christianity and us being good citizens and good, like they're all part of that, right? Um, so... Educating us to be good witnesses in the in this superficial realm is needed, but then educating us to be good witnesses in the deep realm is also needed. And they're diff like, for want of a better word, they're really different. Yeah. And it's it's tricky because I think there's just a bunch of people they don't make that differentiation. Yeah. Um, but are we getting too complicated? I feel like these are the real issues that people yeah. have to deal with, you know, like... On social media, people call you out. If yeah. If you know that they're a Christian and they're talking trash, like, yeah. people call you out. Yeah. If you don't have fungus paper. Yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, like, so in the superficial realm, are you going to be sharing your deepest, darkest problems with your doubt with God and you're going through depression and all the, you know, Thank like... God, I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> or Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Twitter is kind of... Yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, there's just... Deep issues are best shared in deep environments where people have relationally uh, know you. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest things is um, fear of rejection or looking stupid. So mm -hmm. having to die yeah, to self is really hard. Mm -hmm. Good. Because, you, yeah, you just get, oh, they'll think I'm weird. These mm -hmm. are all the thinking in your brain, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think I'm weird. Oh, offend them. You know, you think you're going to offend them, or they're going to reject you. That's the yeah. that's the two main things that's right. that I struggle with. Okay, good. What are the coming back to Pastor Lauren's point about putting those signs and all that? Mm -hmm. I think those signs uh, is not so much 
for others to see that you are a Christian, you know. But I think it's more sometimes some people put it as a like a safety, like a shelter for them to get in to protect themselves. Like for instance, <laughs> like for instance, if I know I got this sign with me, then I got to be all the time be conscious in my head. Oh right, that, right. That I have know? to behave well. Yeah, yeah I better yeah, behave yeah. well as a okay, Christian. Yeah. So it's, it's a kind of reminder yeah. for you that absolutely. for others, you know, sometimes yeah. it could be that. Yep. Oh, absolutely. That's um. I think that's one of the reasons why schools say you have to wear your uniform. Out and like it just in, in, incites better behavior because you yeah. think, oh, yeah, I'm representing the school now. Mm. And so I think if you put on some of these things, yeah, it, it says, hey, I'm, I'm bearing Christ now. People mm. are, are, are at some superficial level anyway, yeah. are watching my life, yeah. yeah. And so now I've got to, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, because these signs and wonders shall follow, not this, <laughs> not these <laughs> other signs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, I guess underlying with yeah. like that, all of this, all of those, these conversations with like the bumper sticker and stuff. I think ultimately, people like whether it's social media or bumper sticker or even in real life, it's like yeah. they feel that their life is mismatched with the title "I'm a Christian," and mm-hmm. so sometimes people avoid calling themselves Christian, Christian or like yeah. being witnesses because mm-hmm. they're like oh my life doesn't reflect what I think Christianity yes. is and so I guess yeah. their view on like salvation their view on yeah. um, being forgiven and and that we're we're not perfect and that we're still growing is yeah. is is I guess incorrect and so that's why they're afraid to be able to have that label on them yeah good yeah and I think uh, so for me what's really good is uh, the Bible, in particular the Old Testament, because it's full of all these people who've messed up their mm. lives. It's, oh my goodness! Like, like hardly <laughs> any of them really would have lived exemplar. Like hardly, and maybe you could name like maybe Paul, but he was a murderer, and he was like, you know, like there was just hardly the King David who committed adultery and killed him. Like so just Enoch. Maybe taken, Enoch. He was taken by yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe Enoch. Was like, I think the less verses you have written about you, the more exemplary your life can be. Because the entire you didn't have book much left yeah. of a life. <laughs> but you know, I think the Bible is a really good example of what it means to be somebody who follows after God. Because it doesn't mean you have a perfect life. Mm. Like, it just doesn't. It just, it, there's a there is that vulnerability and authenticity about your walk with God mm-hmm. as He leads you through life. That's what we're looking for. That's really what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. I think the other barriers could be sometimes is uh, complacency. Yes. You know, complacency Good. and uh, being self sufficient. Yes. Yeah. Lazy, private. Yeah. So you say, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm self centered, I'm yes. self sufficient, I'm alright, you know? Yes. You know, therefore, I don't have to go out. Exactly. And share with so, other people, you know. And complacent is just mm-hmm. like some people are just very... That's mm-hmm. why I think we in the church, you know, having cliques, having this, mm-hmm. I is bad. Yeah. yeah, of course. You see, we, we must continue to extend, yeah. you know, our, our, 
outside of the I think place. this message really needs to be preached much more. Come on. Honestly, yeah, because uh, and and especially I have known people in our church, especially the older ones who. who well, I think the younger, I think the younger ones as well. So. <laughs> they, 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 no, I'm talking about like they they are building the house and they said oh when my house is ready i'm going to dedicate this house to the lord you come and pray for my house dedicate it to the lord i'm going to have a big hall for home fellowship for uh, lots of people hosts guests and all that but when the house is up Sayonara. No, but that is that's I think that's yeah. really true. Like there's just a lot of people the barrier for witnessing is, hey, I'm now saved. Yeah, like I'm I'm saved, we're all good. And so why would I risk everything that's working so well and try and save another person to get on this boat? When we're really on the boat, so we're good. Oh, they say, oh yeah, open. Then after that, they use too much of the house. Sorry, I'm going to close. <laughs> yeah, and it turned out to be more troublesome in, re- in implementation yeah. than in <laughs> in their head. Oh, ah. <laughs> like the idea of opening up your house was sounded good, but <laughs> then all these people start coming in. Um, okay, great. Um, and I think for me, uh, one of the ones that I wanna. Um, actually tackle as well is no real experience themselves I think another reason why people don't um, witness they themselves haven't had like their testimony begins 20 years ago when I was 6 years old (laughs) this is my this is my encounter isn't there a song on that my parents baptized me Six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. my Lucas Graham. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, just like, I guess the other part is just like even like an identity in Christ. Because kind of yep. I think, yeah, a lot of people don't have that identity. So, for me, I know that like, like I go to the gym, for example, and someone's like, oh, what do you do? And then like for me I guess it's a little bit easier because I can just tell I work at church yeah, then they can yeah. just go like yeah. oh what's, what's all that about and so but like I had really good opportunities they, like yeah. the receptionist actually asked me he was like yeah. oh so like is there anything wrong like you like you're Greek Orthodox mm. I was like oh is there anything wrong with me like dating a non like Christian or like a non Greek Orthodox and I was yeah. like just I guess it gave me that opportunity to even yeah. share yeah. about like values and, and things like that so yeah. it was pretty cool yeah, um, but I, I guess um like this is applicable to everybody because you don't need to be saying oh, I work at church because you have other ways mm-hmm. to avenue towards mm-hmm. saying you go to church or something like that mm-hmm. but essentially if you're I guess you know where you are in Christ and you're able to and not I guess not afraid <coughs> and realize that actually you're just as broken as the next person then I guess it's like yeah it, it really clears things up and you're mm-hmm. able to just spark up random conversations with yeah. anybody really yeah mm-hmm. good cool so um, look this is the the primer before we get started. Our next session is going to be on live. How do we, um, uh, you know, um, go deep with live it out ourselves first to begin with. Uh, we've got five preaching series coming up uh, in the year when this launches, and maybe six home group 
sessions they're going to tackle it and so I know it's going to be tricky. I'm trying to get all of us as a staff team to get into the cycle. We've actually been doing it for the last two, three years. But as a staff team, we want to be praying, soaking, pondering the series one ahead of what the church is currently doing. That's, um, you'll hear me talk about that as pipeline. Because if we are just only doing what the current series is, when we do the next series, you're going to find yourself at the same place as the people you're trying to lead. You haven't gone before. You haven't grappled with some of those issues. And so then I find what tends to happen is you're just a regurgitator. Oh, this is what the thing says. Oh, let me just tell you what. I, I, I've done no soul searching, nothing has convicted me in my life about being a witness, I haven't thought about it at all, nothing, 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 right? Um, and so I'm hoping to move us to where we sit and dwell. So we've done the Pentecostal series, we already did that last year, I don't know if you remember it, but we got the, mm -hmm. the audio is um, uploaded into our website, I think, already. It's on the podcast, podcast. I'm not sure on the website. Okay, well it's up somewhere that you can access, right? Um, and then this will be up um, as well, right? Good point. I'll check it out. Cool. Um, and so I think that's the goal <coughs> for why we do the pre-discussion. It's so that we can say, hey, this needs to go into a message. Or, hey, we need to address this. Or here's some, and then we can have some time to prayerfully consider hmm. how we... Um, do. I think also it will help for us to be a bit more united. Because I think it's hard for being kids ministry or youth ministry or whatever it is, right? Or even prayer ministry to join with the whole church if nobody knows anything about the series that's coming up. And nobody has any... Yeah, you know, I mean, suddenly you get a one-page piece of paper and then bang, you've got a flow in unity. <laughs> Everything. This means we're only launching this in June. So this means that some part of your time and resources needs to be, hey, the Holy Spirit is leading our church in this area. We're, we're doing Acts 1-8. We're looking at what it means to be a, a witness. How does that affect my life? How are we going to gear up for that? And then by the time we actually implement witness in our home groups and whatever, as a staff team anyway, it's, um, it's a journey we've been on. <coughs> cool. All right. Hope you have a great day. Bye.